1: Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine
0: podcasts are found.
1: He never gives up he'll stay
0: till the bite. One G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe.
1: and welcome back to episode 3 of knowing is half the podcast your GI Joe podcast show experience cartoon thing did i say that right did i get that right
2: sounds good to me okay
1: i'm Ray decanis robert chan
3: gina Ippolito.
1: and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about pyramid of darkness today
3: mhm three cubes to darkness
0: three cubes to d- i mean mm, uh, okay is this is this like a, is this like a han solo thing Where it's like, uh, I made the castle run in 12 parsecs. Are they confusing time with shapes, I guess? No,
3: no. I think it means that they have three more cubes to go Uh until there's darkness. I I I
1: would say, Chan, it's even more literal than you probably think. Three cubes to darkness means that in this episode, we will get three cubes closer to darkness. Uh, three yeah. cubes to darkness. Yeah. It's pretty right. pretty literal.
0: Darkness. Uh, one darkness is equal to four cubes, right? <laughs> That's correct. So uh, yeah. So we're well, now three cubes closer.
1: That. Meaning we have. Right. Hold on, I'll get this. Like it could be anything. Mars. We have cubes left. Is my um, point.
0: Um, multiply yeah. that. and Cambria. Um, Okay, no, I'm on board. I got it. I know where we are now.
1: Wow, I think that's the first time in three episodes Chan said the word, I'm on board (laughs) in regards to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Not easy. Not easy for me to admit. That's fair enough.
1: Uh, So uh, this episode was pure joy. I just want to preface everything by saying, like, I watched it a couple of times. And the first time I watched it, I was like, "Mm, nothing that remarkable. Uh Nothing really, you know, didn't really have an impact on me. And then I went back and rewatched it again for the purposes of the podcast. And I found I have more notes for this episode than I've ever had for any episode before. Wow. Um, A lot happened, is all I'm trying to say. I feel like I feel very strongly about a lot of things I didn't realize I felt strongly about until I started needing to feel strongly about them.
3: It's interesting that you say nothing that remarkable happened since we open in. Pink mud that's boiling hot. I'm and sorry. Clear. Did you say yeah,
0: thank you? It's not just pink mud. You can yeah. They go under under the underwater
1: mud. Underwater
3: and they can see. Per, and it's clear. It's, it's clear. A, it's pool. Yeah. Of course, a swimming you can pool.
0: see
1: each other.
3: It is clearer <laughs> than a swimming pool. This
1: is the physics of the cartoon universe right here. Now, I like the fact that Destro is like shooting his gun at them, and he stops mid-firefight to just put his gun down and start laughing. Like <laughs> that's a supervillain <laughs> I can like get around.
3: He's it's, yeah. Yep. He was just like okay. I need I need the proper. Space yeah. And mobility to do this, so I want my hands clear. <laughs>
1: just got to step back and just let it out, because he's, he, he's, he's my hero in this episode, I was going to say. <laughs> he should and, be your hero every episode. Uh, I'm not going to lie. He kind of is. So Destro says something weird about this, because he says, once we get the cube in place, no force on Earth can dislodge it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like on an ice flow. Couldn't they just, like, global warming that away or something? Like, why is it suddenly stuck in time? Yeah, who are you talking about? Destro. Right. No, th- it's not on an ice flow. It's on it's on the ground. Or excuse me, the other ones are on the ice flow. The major blood one's on the ice flow. I'm just thinking to myself, if the logic of the cubes is no force can dislodge it once the computations are down, like, they're all on solid ground or other things that can go away.
3: I mean you're talking about over over centuries. They didn't know about global warming in nineteen eighty three.
1: Didn't they, Gina? Didn't they? <laughs>
3: well, I would say the Cobra probably did.
1: Cobra, Cobra probably Cobra, caused it. Yeah. yeah. And let's Face it. Fact. So uh, Flint and Lady J are, are under the pink mud of doom. Uh-huh. Yep. Where and they can
3: perfectly talk and see. Yes.
0: Hold on. Are we talking about the uh, the magical arrow yet?
1: <laughs>
3: not yet.
0: <laughs> the the not javelin yet. bubble.
1: No, but uh, to be fair, of course they can communicate with each other. We established early on in the G.I. Joe uh, universe of physics. Oh. Everybody can communicate with everybody else regardless of, of surface area, oh, distance, right. radio
0: frequencies. Maybe that's the true message of G.I. Joe is yeah. that if we try hard enough we can all communicate regardless of race country creed <laughs> distance <laughs> yep. uh yeah the physical uh, world reality that we can all join together to shoot lasers at each other yes
1: i think that's a beautiful message super
0: powerful mm-hmm. lasers that mm-hmm. do no damage whatsoever
3: yeah
1: so i'll let you guys uh so then a javelin becomes a bubble and then they just breathe air
3: uh-huh it's a solid glass like bubble
0: yeah well i mean i okay here's i think well they under they're in mud, so Allegedly. I think if you create enough air pressure, you could create sort of a thing because of the pressure from the mud coming down on you. If you uh, generate enough uh, atmospheres going out from this arrow, which is Chan. specifically designed for Chan. submersible mud action, then you will <laughs>
3: stop trying to justify a- this insanity. But Chan. wouldn't it
1: just be full of pink slime? I mean, maybe I'll just ask the dumb guy question here. If you just create the bubble in the slime, you couldn't create air; you'd create a vacuum and explode yourself. Well,
0: right surely there is compressed air in this air javelin oh, Listen, there's that, more,
3: there are more important things to talk about here which is they're flirting oh Hello. I th- I
1: thought they were already banging and apparently they're only now starting to date
3: I, I think like this is this they're they're flirting in a magical bubble under mud that is lava like
1: mm-hmm. yes
3: and I think this is the beginning. This has to be. I thought they were already like, they were
1: already, I think you nailed it a couple episodes ago where you th- said, I don't think they're dating yet and I completely disagreed and I was wrong. I gotta yeah. just put it out there.
0: I mean, a couple of things. One, one, the fact that it was, um, they're just general proximity that forces this sort of interaction uh-huh, And this uh-huh. awkwardness Forces
1: the intimacy, Chan um,
0: Yeah I mean, surely they have been In a cockpit somewhere together Where they were this close before Chan, Chan not, don't be gross Don't be if gross If not
3: Not in a bubble, though Because, because you're A bubble's more be, romantic Yeah, a bubble is Let's super see. romantic It leads to bubble boners um,
0: They are being shot at And trying to be murdered But there's but. a thing it's of true.
1: the solitude And they couldn't really see Probably too well And they could only see each other For the first time
3: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. They, All they distractions need, are gone In that moment
0: bottle this fucking mud up and sell it yeah. as spanish fly but then also <laughs> they,
3: they so they rise to the surface and then i remember thinking what's going to happen also also bubble?
0: the javelin has uh, air jets too because yeah. naturally
1: <laughs>
3: because it can can, them,
1: yeah
0: chan they were going to a
1: place where there was going to be a whole lot of <laughs> pink slime of course you bring the you, bubble you javelin with you what you might get stuck in <laughs>
3: you All come right. prepared so they go to the surface and then half of the bubble sort of like just goes away uh-huh. So they can still they can still talk about it. They mm-hmm. they can still like stand in it and talk in it and then yep. they're like, "Oh, this isn't weird at all." That So the bubble floats to the top and then half of it magically goes away and the bottom is still there, Amazing. solid as yep. crap.
0: Cuz it's it's continuing to push out the air flows uh, uh, like uh-huh, uh uh-huh. Guys,
1: I don't see a problem with this physically whatsoever.
3: <laughs> but also, they just rise to the surface, like, right near the action. Yeah. Well, that's where they
0: fell in, right near the
1: action. Yeah,
3: but, like, go a little bit away, at least, so that no oh, one's going to see Oh, I'm sorry. You,
0: and... you want uh, steering controls <laughs> on this arrow that also preserves their life underneath uh, uh, scalding hot mud. And
1: Is that, uh,
3: is that asking for too much? <laughs>
0: Yes No
1: Well guys let's just move along Because uh, we got back to uh, Ship This is maybe one of the most amazing scene yeah, And the was, longest This
3: is probably my favorite scene
1: oh, Is Lord. Shipwreck and Snake guys Are now in the slums They look around being like This place is a shithole uh-huh. I look around Every person seems like They're dressed like They could be a member Of G.I. Joe or Cobra <laughs> <laughs> like Every single one of them Has just a flamboyant Outfit of some kind on. That I look around Like that could be a Joe That could be a Joe That could be a Joe And <laughs> um, Shipwreck goes in And he sees this uh, bar This uh-huh. nightclub Restaurant whatever it is and he suggests that they go they like this place is as good as any let's go here and get something to eat and then immediately walks in the door and it turns the snake eyes he goes huh, nice place snake eyes like it was your
0: idea, Dick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the place called just called Snake? It's called no.
0: the Snake Cafe.
1: It's oh,
3: called the Snake Cafe.
0: Snake no, 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 no. It's oh. called the Snake Club. Snake Club. They call it the Snake Cafe. Oh. The, the guy uh, and the, the DJ. But uh, the animation actually says oh. Snake Club.
1: Maybe. So maybe. Well, wait a minute. I'm going to justify this. It could be the Snake Club, but the little restaurant area is referenced as the Snake Cafe. Let's kind of it. like they put uh, a Starbucks inside uh-huh. of a Barnes and Noble. That's true. That doesn't
0: change either one from being what they are and also it's like sunday nights the snake club becomes the snake cafe (laughs) yeah where we have internationally known singer sateen by
3: the way as soon as they walked in i had to rewind this three times because one guy in the back that's dancing in a yellow tank top looks like he was drawn with no face (laughs) (laughs) and after watching it through three times i i deduced like it's possible that he was just totally bald and they were only showing the, the back. back of him. Sure. Oh.
1: Maybe he was double jointed.
0: <laughs> and that could happen.
3: He was wearing a low cut, like yellow tank top, the kind that's low cut in the back and in the front. So that's uh, why it was confusing. Yeah, yeah. To me. That's the 80s. That's definitely a thing. That <laughs> yes. As yes.
0: you wear when you go out in
3: 1985
0: <laughs> to the Snake Club. Can yeah. somebody explain to me what the joke is when he says, "Maybe we can get let's we can get something to eat here, like maybe a broken leg of lamb." Broken leg oh,
1: of because lamb. Because
3: he's saying like they might we might go in there and these ruffians shall break yeah. our legs.
1: Like this is a place you go in to get into a fight with some right, exactly. heathen. I thought that joke co- was pretty good. The way actually. they
0: combined it didn't make a lot of sense. No, like, I- you're gonna, I'm going to order a leg of lamb and then you're going to break it. No, because no. You're being violent to he's to-
3: saying like he's putting together two things. He's saying like this is a place you would go to get a broken leg, but maybe we can get some food, like a broken leg of lamb. I, I enjoyed uh, that joke. I'll be thoroughly. honest. I was
1: on board. I was on board the <laughs>
0: shipwreck. Oh, I see what you are saying. It's like a theme restaurant where like everything <laughs> is like a Doctor <laughs> Who reference. So this one would be like exactly uh, a violence reference. Exactly, it's like a knuckle oh, sandwich. A
1: knuckle sandwich. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, or a tall glass of shut the uh, fuck up, black eyed peas. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, Okay. So in this, guys, like, we got to create this restaurant. That's in all this, I'm hearing.
3: In this ruffian bar, then there's all of a sudden a a lovely '80s style singer lady. Which hold makes on, sense. we're not even talking about the poor mader d.
0: Yes. These guys, these we assholes, get to these assholes oh. with huge animals, mind you, <laughs> long before service animals were allowed in restaurants. Also, Timberwolves, not a service animal. He <laughs> was uh, not wearing the he, jacket he whatsoever. He a
3: dog. He keeps calling it a dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. He's being fucking polite because he's a Mater D. That's his job. But these people <laughs> walk in and are like, hey, give us a fucking table. It's like, no, you guys are jerks. Also, there's no room. And they're like, here, let me wave a five in your
3: face. Yeah, how much
1: okay. money was that? Because I rewound it. I, I froze framed you- it. I couldn't figure out what. I Bill I that it was a
3: hundred,
0: really.
1: 100.
3: But but maybe I'm just a classy lady. I,
0: <laughs> that's that's normally what your uh gentlemen callers uh, tip their maitre d's oh, yeah. with. yeah, but I,
3: also you're overlooking the fact that this is a ruffian bar. Like, why is there a maitre d? d? Why?
0: I mean, Why? Oh, I mean, it's, like to, he, to he keep should, out the riff <laughs> raff, obviously. <laughs>
3: like of all the people okay. that were in there,
0: hold on. They, the Joes, think it's a ruffian bar. Frankly, I feel like they're being a little bit racist and definitely <laughs> a lot classist. Eh? Most of my friends would hang out in a place like that. To be
1: fair, though, maybe the ruffian part is the Snake Club, but he's the maitre d' for the Snake Cafe. <laughs> right?
0: You got to go into the fancier. Part. You got
1: to get, you know, you got to get through the doorman. But I, I really, I chalk it down to shipwreck offering him a twenty. Mm-hmm. Which I think 20 is the appropriate amount for, yeah, okay, I don't see a bird no more,
0: right. but I still see a dog. <laughs> right. And then at that point, he grabs him as if he's going to beat him to a pulp. Yes. That's acceptable behavior. I think I have it, friends who are waiters, and I would not put up with that sort of behavior being dealt well, to them. Look,
3: I would also, if someone came in with a dog, I would be like, oh, that's really cute. Unfortunately, we don't allow dogs in here. I wouldn't be like, bleh. <laughs> Look at that! Bleh, bleh. Like he was, he was, he was anti dog, and I am not on board with this. Major D.
1: I think it's more hypocritical that he says this place it looks like a ruffian bar, and then he's the only one starting shit in the entire bar. Exactly. He's threatening violence well, right there.
3: He knows his animals are well behaved. Okay. Except when Polly murdered three people last episode. <laughs> that's
1: that's
0: the truth.
3: Polly's the most stone cold killer of the lot. Polly didn't have much to do except for make theater puns this episode.
0: He, <laughs> Polly is well read. The most. Uh, that was a fact. Th- yeah, the worst times and places possible. <laughs> you are being hunted. You're trying to sneak away and you got to break out Shakespeare right in the fucking middle of that. Look, that's what he's
3: there for. Volume. You can't ask a you can't ask him a bird not to fly. That's what he's there for, man. <laughs> stay for the puns. He's there to make puns.
1: <laughs> well, that brings us to the final they get a seat right in front of the stage. Mm-hmm. Who, I mean, <laughs> thankfully it was still open. I mean, I'm assuming that's reserved for Destro or something. Probably. For um, Cobra Commander. For Cobra Commander. Who is a fan. That's, <laughs> apparently uh, and this is another thought I had. It's just like the bullying attitude. Like if somebody gives you shit in the in the Cobra organization, all apparently you have to say is that you know Destro or you know oh. Cobra Commander, mm-hmm. and then they suck your dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even have to have any proof of it whatsoever.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah I have an eight by ten. I have an eight by ten of <laughs> which Cobra you Commander by anywhere on and, the street corner
1: it's, of Enterprise City, it's, which is run by Cobra. It's right there at the Snake Cafe gift store. Yeah. You can buy glossy headshots of mm-hmm. Cobra C- Commander from his brilliant acting I, career. I
3: would argue that he probably is a big fan because the first song she sings is The Cobra That Got Away.
1: Interesting. Yeah, and yeah. he's an
3: egomaniac and would probably love the fact that someone took the time to write a song about it. But him. she wrote
0: it about Destro. That's the part I
1: don't understand. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. No, no. Destro will call him away. Yes. She, oh, she loves probably yes. a soldier. Uh-huh. And then uh, when Destro says show up, yeah. then he's got to leave, and so that's mm-hmm. that's uh, that's why
3: it's sad. So she sings the Cobra that got away,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then
3: a bunch of lady dancers come out and only do the can-can. That's all they do. There's yep. like seven of them. They're all dressed like Serpentor,
1: who is, isn't even a thing yet.
3: That is the worst dancing I have ever seen <laughs> until Snake gets on stage uh,
1: uh-huh. I would say even better than Snake Eyes is break dancing which of course he
0: the ninja break dances
1: I mean, you he, know what before
0: we even <laughs> oh, yes. before we even get to that we just I mean people just need to know what we're talking about <laughs> oh, that got away
3: changed my life one rainy day on our first we held hands held hands, that's if
0: you classic, want it's a, nice. from me. That's a good song you're barking up
3: the wrong tree,
0: possibly if gay has the first
3: call as, as
0: the my song life, ends, grab it. see he,
3: okay
0: okay, hold on
3: hold on
0: I'm I'm it seems a lot more likely now that in fact the guy she's into is gay, and Destro is saying, like, you gotta go, and it's like, oh, sorry, baby, I just gotta
3: No, I, I actually just think it's sad that no uh, Cobra soldiers can have real relationships. For you.
0: It is uh, sad. Because
3: they have to be at the beck and call. Stick close to me.
0: Also, uh, it's a lot like go- working in television. <laughs> Let's note at this point that uh, clearly she was lip syncing that entire thing. Oh, yeah. Right. Speak to him. Right. Well, it's
1: because she stops to speak to him and then Mm. her voice is still heard singing in the background (laughs) of the song. Mm. So Mm. I give her actually credit for being her own backup singer. Yeah. uh, Yeah. As it goes. But uh, the the thing that kind of annoyed me about this and I think that uh, That it's like 12 minutes long. Well, it's 100 (laughs) minutes long. for the episode. No, it's the fact that Colonel Slash, as we later find out
0: his name is. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want to know if you get awesome names once you become an officer.
3: Or, or... they specifically recruit people with awesome names.
0: That's entirely possible, too. <laughs> they just look through the phone book and yeah. like, oh, Blood, we should hire oh, him. Yeah, and he's a major, even. It, yeah, we've got to give this guy a call. I, I, I feel like that's what they do with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because uh, uh, the guy <laughs> that, who they hired to be uh, Lance Hunter, his name is Nick Blood, which is easily as good as Lan- as his fake name. There's his also... real name is just as
3: well, there's also Mayor Blood on on uh, Arrow.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I wonder th- if yeah, it's like the same, same guy. Yeah, he's, he's from the comic books.
3: Right, but there's still a lot of guys named Blood. I've never met one person named Blood. Um, I've met some
0: wrestlers whose name was
3: Blood. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that should, counts.
0: Uh, I would say we should check a, a, a White Pages, except they don't exist anymore. No, they do not.
3: The thing that annoyed me about this scene is that her grand plan for escaping all of the Cobra guys... Are, is to drag the good guys up on stage in front of everyone
0: right.
1: and yep. make
3: them dance totally for a while because she assumes, oh, they won't break us up in the middle of a performance. Well,
1: this is what it, upsets me about It's Colonel Slash. I have a strong code of ethics and conduct. He says, wait till the song is over, then grab him. Uh-huh. And then three seconds later, he tries to grab him during the
0: during the dance number.
3: It was a fake. The song out. is still
0: going
1: on. I mean, he to be doesn't fair, care
3: about the dancing. The
0: song was at 142 minutes, <laughs> so it seemed like it was going to be a thing, and they needed to do something about it. <laughs> One more time, the cobra that got away. And then you can, I mean, if you listen, you can hear the track just like repeat. Yeah, like it stopped and completely restart. Yeah. But
3: then it seems it seems like a uh, snake isn't on board with the dancing until. Until Shipwreck is like, ah, come on, man, get into it. And then he immediately busts out the only good moves in this dance.
1: Yeah. I would disagree with that 100%. Better than Snake Eye's dance moves? The wolf, Timber, <laughs> who's
3: up on stage dancing in rhythm
1: <laughs> to the song. Yeah. True. yeah. We've I mean, we we established
3: that. that wolf can do anything. That wolf <laughs> can work a pump wagon. <laughs> he can mm-hmm. di- break dance. I also mm-hmm. like that the other club patrons don't seem to mind. Mm. Like They're they're still at their tables going about their hushed conversations.
0: Uh yeah, have you never done an open mic? I
1: was gonna say like that done pick- a show in a bar. They're enjoying or... it the same way hecklers uh, get enjoyed by an audience They're, for like they... five seconds. It's funny, and then it gets really, really annoying.
3: They they just they don't even seem to take notice. They're just like, oh, there's probably gonna be some violence. It makes me wonder how many times this has happened in this club. <laughs> I mean, that a timber wolf, a parrot, a, a, a ninja,
0: in a, a guy city, wearing a in, in a city, city run by like cobra. Like I got a lot pretty regularly, probably a lot. Yeah.
3: So she drags him off stage, and then. And then the soldiers follow, the Cobra soldiers follow. One of them apparently bumps a lady dancer and she says, Don't get fresh with me, you bum. <laughs> bum is because the choice. It's,
0: it's
1: 1934. It's the choice insult <laughs> for ladies in the G.I. Joe universe. Well,
3: I wanted to see more of her story. Like, I want to follow her from the club when she goes home and, like, her, her husband is at home and he's like, How was work today? And she's like, Some bum bumped into me, tried to get fresh with me. <laughs> he tried to touch my gam, see? <laughs>
1: But they're getting a little bit ahead right there, uh, because we have to cut back to our favorite uh, uh, G.I. Joe moment. We got Flint mm-hmm. and Lady J mm-hmm. are now out of the bubble, and they're attacking Destro. They're sneaking uh-huh. up on Destro, and we only know this because Cobra Commander is communicating <laughs> with Destro with an old-timey TV. <laughs> yeah,
0: I noticed that, I loved seeing that as they were running away, just the TV it's sitting <laughs> in the middle of a volcanic field. Yep.
1: A TV yep. from the 1950s <laughs> is Cobra's choice communication device. I mean, uh, it
3: makes sense to me. It's got he's, he does have a flair for the dramatic.
1: It's pretty classy. That's a not fact. Lie.
3: He it's, probably sends his his henchmen out to the uh, the different garage sales around town every week and says, "Listen, <laughs> get me some old tech." It
0: repurposes old. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. It's I, like, I a, like it. Refinishing a, an old table. Uh, or, yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I like it. It's much better. Got to use
0: all the buffalo. <laughs>
3: that's all I'm saying. Exactly. So, so the the G I Joes
1: are now like they're air striking on the cube. They're just trying mm-hmm. to shoot this darn cube. Every which way to Sunday. Yep.
0: They can't. They can't do anything though because there are octopus arms on it.
1: Oh, uh, there's cube tentacles. Oh, yeah, as I've so, got written here, yeah. and
0: not only cube tentacles, cube tentacles that spawn their own laser
1: guns.
3: Yeah, makes I sense gotta to
0: think if you're f- yeah if you're trying to protect a giant cube, there's more effective ways <laughs> than pulling out a- a tentacles holding laser rifles.
3: I mean, again, he has a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> you could have
0: built the laser rifles into the.
1: Tentacles. That's what that I was, was thinking. Why, are th- why aren't the lasers in the tentacles? Wouldn't that just be easier to yeah, design?
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, to be fair, you do want a couple of tentacles to... Pull off bombs and such. But this that this a makes so
3: if you if you think that he is getting all of this weapon tech from garage sales because he works. What with do what people he can have find. octopus arms generally? I mean they, they, they have things that you can repurpose into octopus tentacles, I'm sure. Name me
0: anything that can be repurposed into an octopus tentacle. Let me check PVC. some Japanese uh, hentai sites and I'll get back to you <laughs> on that chat.
3: I would say P V C piping. Uh, okay, hold it. A
0: yes. that's stiff and you can't move around like with that. B B. People People don't cosplay as a rudo Doji. That is not a thing people do. I have never seen that at any con I have ever been to. You're not going to the right ones.
3: Also, I'm assuming that Cobra has something that can uh, make metal malleable, in which case you can take anything at a garage sale and make it into a tentacle arm. Uh,
1: how about this? A slinky.
3: Uh-huh. There you go. Boom.
1: Mind blown.
0: Are, are, you, are you really going to mount a laser
3: rifle at the end of
0: a slinky? <laughs> I think
1: Cobra would. I
3: would.
0: You know what? I can't
1: argue
3: that. That, <laughs> that
0: makes sense. So th- this does take us back to the club
1: where uh, 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 to get caught back up. That, th- maybe the greatest moment outside of the 39-hour Satin Marathon uh, musical number is Polly apparently has been reading Shakespeare. <laughs> They're trying to hide uh, in the dressing room mm-hmm. and uh, all the world's a stage. I why,
0: don't... why are you all
1: quiet <laughs> looking at me? Like I'm, I'm, waiting, to...
3: I'm waiting for you to say something about the fact that this is the second time that Shipwreck clamps. Polly's beard, Polly's beak <laughs> shut.
0: Well, Since
3: you were so offended by it the first time he did it.
0: I mean, well, I mean the first time they were underwater and that's <laughs> fucked up. This time it's just like, wh- <laughs> well, yeah. they're trying to hide and Polly, Polly won't shut up about Shakespeare.
3: So I, you agree with abusing animals as long as it? I, I they're I don't, responsible for I'm blowing just, your cover. Uh,
0: it just seems like... Th- Polly brought it on himself. <laughs> and I, I would say that this is unrealistic. except that I know people. I have friends that would absolutely be this way. We'd be like trying to sneak away from someone. I was like, hey, let me show you how awesome. Let me show you how smart I am. Let me show you my Shakespeare moves. Um, <laughs> it is entirely possible that I might be one of those people. <laughs> I'm not going to. So when we go on the stealth mission, uh, Gina, we're not bringing Chan. Right, right, right. See, I can be quiet. But uh, like if, if, if there's. See, that's the thing is that I, I wouldn't insert it inorganically into the situation. Oh, uh of course not. What did that have to do? What did Shakespeare have to do with anything? I mean,
3: he was backstage.
0: Uh, Yeah, but it was... was, uh... Look, Polly's been sitting on this killer Shakespeare
1: pun. Yeah. For a, a while, not even a pun, really, just a reference. Yeah. His he reference probably, level is high.
3: He probably thought about it while they were dancing, and this was the first <laughs> time that he got to make that reference.
0: I got to work it in before we're off this
1: stage. <laughs> yeah, you know because what? If he
3: brings it up later, they would not appreciate it.
0: Now that we have gone through the lo- chain of logic on this, I'm all right with it. We're on board. I'm okay with
3: it? Yeah. Good. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Good. I just like the idea that like Polly would be sitting there, like when they're off duty, with like a smoking jacket and a <laughs> pipe, reading through Shakespeare. Can I be honest? That is not the most obscure Shakespeare yeah, quote in the that's world. that's true. He's probably heard that plenty of places. From who, Shipwreck? <laughs> I'm saying if he, he digs probably... into some Tempest shit, yeah. Two Gentlemen of Verona, yeah, I'll be impressed.
1: Or he, he could just be watching stage? a Come lot on. of
3: TV. I mean, they bring it up in pretty oh, much every episode point. of every show ever. Yeah,
1: it's a good point. Well, then let's just go ahead and leave Satin's dressing room for just a sec. And what's uh, guys, we're finally going to rendezvous in the City of the Dead. Finally. Oh, we finally. made it.
0: It only took halfway through this episode. It's <laughs> too late. So now uh, maybe we get three. No, we already have three cubes so i guess we're back on point with the titling three cubes to darkness
1: do you
3: know i was waiting for the city of the dead and my notes are only city of the dead finally so many mustaches <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I figure it's somewhere in like Mongolia or something, right? It but looks like a Genghis even, Khan no, 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 palace. I just meant
3: in general, actually, because oh. there are a lot of people in this scene. Gotcha. And in the G.I. Joe universe that have mustaches. Uh,
1: Correctly so, might I point it out. It seems
3: out. like it would be, uh, it what? seems like you would rather be clean shaven.
1: This is the Magnum soldered. P.I. era. That's this is, is the, the 1980s. I was thinking, Magnum oh, they're Magnum they're, they're mustache. And. Um, I appreciate that this is a very important mission. There's a cube. It's Mm -hmm. we're literally we know we're headed to the city of the dead, and GI Joe sends nine dudes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not only
3: nine solid dudes. Not only
1: does GI Joe send nine dudes, Cobra only sends nine dudes. No. There are nine people on either side of this entire battle. It or rules ma- it, of engagement.
3: Yeah, there. it makes you wonder if they work this out in advance. Like, <laughs> if they were just like, all right, let's talk about how we're going to do this so that it's fair.
0: There's probably a math to it. Like, okay, if we're going to be in a culture, uh, a, a locale of uh, cultural significance, yeah. uh, archaeological finds <laughs> and what have you, then you can only have so many. Because you, you don't want and,
3: it to get you, out of hand. I mean, yeah, you, you don't want to destroy uh, yeah. the, the clay I
0: mean, warriors. What if all the statues came to
1: life and started attacking us with, you know, fucking lightsabers? and stuff mm-hmm. I mean nine dudes plenty mm-hmm. so they decide to, because they know they're ahead of the Joes at this point but they're not mm-hmm. quite ready to set up position so they hide their massive warehouse sized <laughs> cube somehow in this like one two room building yep. yeah. and uh, and there's a quote here uh, from Airtight because uh, they ask him like hey Airtight you're the nerd can uh-huh. you figure out like if they're here yet and, and I don't know if you happen to, happen to pull this quote Chan because it's one of the most jumbled I want just your science take on it <laughs> being a science jerk
3: Is this the first time we've seen this character? Uh, It's it's the the second. It's the
1: first time. Because remember, he was trying to multiply uh, 9.2 times 5.0. Right. This is an important nerd calculation Mm -hmm. he had to make in the moment.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to remember who he was. I I wrote... Radioactive and metallic interference
1: from mineral deposits make it impossible to tell if Cobra's already here or on the way. Okay, I got to ask you about that. Radioactive and metallic interference Uh from mineral deposits Uh make it impossible to tell whether Cobra is already here or on the way. That
3: makes perfect sense to me. He can't sense any organic material in there because there's too much interference from the inorganic material.
0: I believe they're under a fucking mountain. (laughs) So there you go. Typically radioactive. I, I mean, I don't be, know much about mountains. I
3: suppose I bet there could be uh, some sort of lingering. I mean, especially if you need enough energy to reanimate the dead. But it's
1: a giant goddamn metallic cube. I mean, like, wouldn't the interference be from the cube itself? Well, uh, you know what? You know what?
0: The glowing eyes on the um, the uh, clay robot thing suggest to me that they're filled with plutonium, mm-hmm. uh, and that's uh, what powers them. So they're just surrounded, basically. Uh, by, uh, awfulness. In other words, every person in this <laughs> scene is getting cancer. <laughs>
1: That's what not. I hear you yeah. saying. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. clear on that. So, of course, all the statues come to life because, uh-huh. fuck, yeah, of course they do. Right. Mm. First off, we have nine foot uh, clay
0: golems Actually, of Mongolian warriors. Before we get there. Yes. I would like to say that I, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm not, I don't recall which came first. I love Tomex and Zaymot. Mm-hmm. I love the Beastie Boys. And I feel like there's some sort of connection there. I'm not entirely clear like how it works, but, I mean, if you if you uh, listen to, like, the way they talk...
1: The Joes have unwittingly activated the ancient guardians. And when they have destroyed G.I. Joe for us... We
0: shall plant our cube and be gone. Like right isn't it doesn't it feel kind of like the, like you know the back and forth and then the, you know <laughs> I'm feeling a little
1: intergalactic going on there smile. Yeah.
3: you stick around I make it worth your while you know like. <laughs>
1: Except they weren't really rhyming.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, it would have I mean, been awesome if they were. though. I'm
1: just saying that they,
0: you know, it's all of a piece.
1: Well, Roadblock is in this scene. You can't have more than one guy who rhymes That's in the same true. scene together. True. Because then, uh, the, then a hole opens up in time and a wormhole <laughs> effect or something. So, but so they, the GI Joe triggers a pressure plate because, mm-hmm. of course, they do. Right. right. There's
0: and one pressure plate in that the, entire
1: huge corridor. Too.
3: Some dumbass and the and the Cobra guys uh, were confident that they would step exactly on it. Yep.
0: Sure, because they didn't. They right. drove their entire warehouse-sized cube <laughs> right over it. And one dumbasshole. What, <laughs> what
1: is the logistics on this though? One pressure plate somehow triggers them all to come no, to life. No, I
3: bet there were. I bet there were several. I bet mm, there were several sure. peppered throughout. Yeah. And and the Cobra. But guys I, knew exactly where they were.
1: How does the pressure plate cause them to come alive? That's the part
0: I'm having a little bit of trouble, like, understanding. I mean, it's, you, you turn it, and there's an on switch, and an off
3: switch. Just an on switch.
0: Yeah. I mean, haven't you ever seen Indiana Jones? I
1: was, yeah. Like it's
3: the it's exactly like Like, the friggin' boulder, boulder comes out. Yeah, the but... How
0: does it go
1: to boulder? Well, that's probably because they step on it, and it triggers, like, a lever, which right. then opens a hole, so the right. boulder comes out. With uh-huh. here, it's, like, literally, their eyes turn red, and then they attack. It's mm.
3: it's the lever releases the souls.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what? stand corrected <laughs> now it now it makes Science. sense we have nine foot Mongolian golems and skeleton dudes in helmets with lightsabers
3: uh-huh uh-huh which is more terrifying which would you rather face?
2: Oh, the golem,
1: the golem seem a little easier to destroy. Yeah. And lightsabers would scare the piss out of me. At least I feel like yeah. I'm dealing with something like real.
3: But skele- skeletons are, are, I feel like, very breakable, but also more a more terrifying visual.
1: Well, the, the Crimson Twins, uh, you know, they, they shoot the laser pistols, mm-hmm. and they laser pistol one of the skeletons in the head. It decapitates the skeleton, which continues to, like, smile and leer and laugh at them oh, yeah. as it's flying
3: through the air. These are Jason and the Argonaut rules. Uh,
0: can we hold on just a moment? I, w- I was just like, this is important, I feel like, in, ter- in terms of uh, what we find uh, uh, frightening about yes. these skeletal creatures. This is the sound they make. <laughs>
3: Now that I listen to it, it actually sounds like a, a, a few little kids shouting into a can. That is
1: exactly what I thought. About <laughs> <just listening laughs> I was to going to say, us. no wonder I didn't want to go to kindergarten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that was the sound when you walk in the door yeah. on day one.
3: Yeah. yeah. It sounds like kids yelling into a can. So these,
0: what, this, what we're saying then is what G.I. Joe is about is a fear of becoming uh, a parent so there's just like a lot of you're looking a for a lot of deeper
3: meanings in this episode, James. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it there's a lot to of watch this for, or entertainment yeah. value because that's not working out for me at all.
1: <laughs> hey, as long as you learn a little something about yourself.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, no, this is this is a deconstruction of a cultural artifact from the <laughs> '80s. Like this is what America was about. This is what they're trying to indoctrinate their children with.
3: Okay. That makes sense.
0: Consider me indoctrinated
3: (laughs) because I still have
0: no problem with anything
1: that's happened. This episode feels legit to me. Um, So
3: they finally, finally get to fight. Yes. The undead in the city of the dead. Would they be undead? I guess they'd be undead.
1: Well, they're not living.
3: Right. Well, the uh, skeletons
1: were probably undead. The golems were probably like an artifice, a creation. Yeah. If I was going to break it down in nerd (laughs) terms.
3: Oh, (laughs) jeez.
1: So let's just get out of this scene right here before I out myself further. We go back to the Arctic, everybody, or the Antarctic, I guess uh it technically is. Um, And I just want to say Bazooka. Zook. Zook, as he's known by Bazook, Bazook, Uh, he gets credit. He might be the dumbest of all the G.I. Joes. He's the only one who dresses appropriately for the location that he's in. (laughs) He's in the winter area wearing an actual jacket,
0: not just rocking his football jersey. Don't wait a minute. Don't they? Isn't there an Arctic dude? There's Arctic troops. No, no. Like there's a guy who is dressed for Arctic weather. Oh, sure. There's like snow job. Yeah, it's
3: snow job. Snow that job. It's kind of sexual. Yeah,
0: uh, probably not. Could you imagine having someone just rub a handful of snow on your junk? Yes. Does that sound sexual? I was sexual? thinking of a blowjob uh, in the snow. That's still very uncomfortable. You no, somebody's got to pull their pants down. What I mean, happens I mean, after you're done? Your wet wiener is <laughs> out in the cold, guys. That I, is the
1: I, most I, I could say is the one here from the Midwest. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'll just put that out there. <laughs> that
0: uh, I. I do not
1: agree with that. So
3: great your just freezes in midair on your way on the way to your mouth. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they mean by frozen ropes.
3: Anyway, everybody.
1: What is a frozen rope? <clears throat> Don't worry about that. <laughs> so y- Alpine has This is
3: where he yodels This Alabama. is where he yodels, <laughs> and
1: it's the most powerful force on the face of the earth. Yodel. Oh, yeah. But I like that he's done
3: this enough that the other guy is like, hey, do that thing where you yodel an avalanche. (laughs) You know, when we're
1: normally in the Arctic circumstances and we need to get up somewhere, just do that yodel trick, you know. It's
3: like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, it's yodeling time. Like, how often have have these two been in the same situation where... Constantly. (laughs) Constantly.
0: How is one dude shouting more effective at creating an avalanche than... I don't know, a laser or any of the explosives that are on your belt.
3: It's the timber of his voice, and then they don't have to waste any laser bullets.
1: The man has a skill, Chan. He knows how to do it. That's why he's being pimped to do it. It's like any improv show you've ever been a part of. (laughs) If you have somebody that can do the windmill, you know somewhere (laughs) during the show they're going to get pimped to do the windmill.
3: I wrote, uh, I like that he knows the word crevasse. (laughs) because to me that seems like a sophisticated word for gi joes to use
0: (laughs) not just hole in the ground (laughs) yeah like get to that ledge thing (laughs) i think they need that specifically because and here was here was the thing obviously this entire thing is one big toy commercial we know that what but usually they're a little better at uh at hiding it and not being blatant but then like oh there is a crevasse Better get out the bridge layer, which for some reason we brought. Um, they brought they because like, they Rrrr. knew about the yodel trick. Do 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 do.
1: It always ah. leaves a crevasse. It always
0: leaves a crevasse. Okay.
1: And you need the bridge. And this is literally my note right here. I get to see in the writer's room. And all of a sudden that moment happens. They're like, we get to sell the bridge layer. <laughs> we get to work in the bridge layer. This is the most exciting thing ever. And it had happened organically,
0: sort of. Winner bonuses, everybody. That absolutely did not happen organically. That was like. Dude, they just said that they're going to give us all like a $6,000 check if we figure how to put the bridge layer into an episode. All right. Uh, fuck. I don't know. Yell real loud and make a big old uh, canyon and then we'll just put the bridge layer over it. <laughs> Done. I'm going to buy a pool. So we
1: we lay the bridge and they continue the assault on the cube, which brings us back to our favorite nightclub singer satin mm-hmm. of course her dressing room is spelled s-a-t-n
3: but then when you zoom in closer on it there is an eye in there because i thought the same thing
0: Oh, so it's like it's like uh, the apple. It's just like the lowercase i. It's all small. And no,
3: like it was it was just like it was very weird because I said oh s a t n, and then when they go to open it, it's in small. It's all in smaller, thinner letters. Interesting. Yeah. So I think it was a mistake. Oh, maybe it was
1: one of those like uh,
0: things where you look at it from one angle and it's like
3: oh, a, the yeah. predator, and
0: then the other
1: side is it, the alien.
3: Yeah.
0: Or it's entirely possible that uh, the previous occupant was the devil and they're like uh whatever just pull off the a and just draw an eye with crayon fuck it
1: well is what i understand if she's such a big deal how could they possibly spell her name wrong on the door like
3: i think we need to go we we need to go back and examine that scene and see that there is an eye but it's only when it gets closer and then also the letters the lettering changes i don't care how many times i
1: stare at this poster i don't see the fucking dinosaur (laughs) in the canoe i'm sorry i just don't see it So, uh, Satin comes back with, I guess bum is a pretty fantastic, uh, insult for a lady to give to a dude, but she yeah. comes back with, to, hold on. Oh, you, you got it queued up, to, Chan? Of course I do. Oh. <laughs> Where are those guys you were dancing with? How should I know, you
3: maxi jerk? Yeah! <laughs>
1: you maxi jerk. You maxi, maxi jerk. jerk. <laughs> it's one like thing to it. be a
0: jerk, it's another thing to be a maxi
1: jerk.
3: I want to, I want to call someone that today.
0: Absolutely, you should do that. <laughs> and the blank stares that you will receive will be your payment. <laughs> uh, so
1: Colonel slash he goes in there and he's in there like a like a man. He's in there like, yeah. "You are not going to bullshit me. I am good. you were with those guys on stage. You took them backstage. Mm-hmm. I am here to get those guys. I work for Cobra, goddammit." Uh-huh. And she just big times him and he immediately folds the he tent.
3: Immediately. What power does she have over
1: him other than an 8x11 glossy of Cobra Commander from the from the gift store?
3: I mean, I am telling you, I think she was telling the truth. I think Cobra Commander has probably been humming her songs through the halls. And I think he digs that. Do you think
1: the cow brought that <laughs> got away?
3: I think he does. <laughs> do,
1: do, do, I, think do, was, do, I think it was I think it was believable. Do.
3: I think like she, she kissed the eight by ten and then showed it to him and he goes, Oh crap.
1: Oh <laughs> I just don't see Cobra Commander working that way. I mean, he values his resources out there. He doesn't just, you don't just see him murder people willy-nilly because they piss him off. They piss him off. People betray Cobra Commander all the
0: time.
3: I think he probably likes to relax every once in a while and go to the snake cafe. Go to the snake cafe.
0: slumming in the snake (laughs) cafe. Yeah.
3: This is the
1: other thing. If Cobra Commander's her biggest fan, why is she playing in this shithole? The snake club. Again,
0: that's not necessarily (laughs) the case. That's what the Joes say. I I believe that they are human garbage, and they are just—they're just walking around making judgments on everybody. Oh, what a slummy joint! Like, they
1: can build snake fortresses, four cubes of darkness, infiltrate a space. They don't have the money to put a PR machine behind Saturn and make her play stadiums. I think—I think he wants to keep her to
3: himself. Interesting. I okay. think he doesn't want her to get too big because then there's going to be other guys, and maybe she'll get bored with I, him. Just,
0: she's a side piece, mm-hmm. assuredly.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: Assuredly. Yeah.
0: Keep, it, keep it away from uh, the Cobra wife. Yeah. Uh,
3: cobra Commander's wife. He doesn't wife. want the paparazzi to snap a photo of her.
1: I don't think Cobra Commander has a wife. I'll put that <laughs> out
0: there. I don't think he, he strikes me as the marrying
1: kind. Uh,
3: I don't know. He we'll find exactly out. exactly like we'll the find sort of guy who
0: point. has but, to go home and just get browbeaten by his wife.
3: <laughs> so my favorite part of the scene is when she is when uh, Satin throws a lamp at Colonel Slash, which seems yes. like an overreaction. It's
1: a diva move.
3: He's trying to be polite to her at that point. And she throws a lamp at him.
1: Well, she realizes he's going to fold, and she just needs to drive it home at that point, you and, know. And then he thanks her. Yeah,
3: which I like. <laughs> <laughs> thank that, you very and much, and thank you for your time. <laughs>
1: it's like any audition. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank well, you I'll you for be in touch. Me like crap. But so shipwreck snake eyes, the wolf, and the parrot were just hiding behind one of those Japanese paper wall things right there in the room. What are those called? Japanese paper walls. Okay, thank you. It's not exactly like it muffles sound or like you can't see under it because she just sort of like slides the thing aside and be like, there they are. Uh huh.
3: Uh huh.
1: Just in the room the whole time. So Colonel Slash obviously was starstruck. Yeah. That's I mean, what I got out of this. She
3: was wearing a revealing dress. So maybe he was, you know, maybe he's one of those guys that like he doesn't know where to look. He wants to get out. He's getting nervous. He's got to just get out of there as fast as possible before he looks directly at her boobs. <laughs> oh, and that's going to happen
1: mm-hmm. eventually with mm-hmm. that low cut. Now, is she based on like an 80s like pop star or like I was trying to think about this cuz yes. there's sort of like a Gym. Syn- is, well, okay, <laughs> yes.
3: I mean, she could be like a Debbie Harry type, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'm just I was trying to place it cuz she kind of has a little bit of a uh a Madonna quality to her, but also her music is Shirley Bassey straight up. Okay.
3: I so. uh, it's she's an amalgamation.
1: She's an amalgam of 80s side pieces.
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. the world over. So uh so they win the day there. So we go back to the the Alpine mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. will with Alpine and his big sneak attack S- it just doesn't make sense to me. It seems like they're doing a pretty good job just attacking from the front. Right. So him and Bazooka just decide to inexplicably climb the other side of the mountain and then go above the cube.
3: You know, I'm going to say here that I don't like the fact that the bad guys' lasers are blue and the good guys' lasers are red because it goes against Star Wars universe logic. Yes. And I have a hard time keeping track of where those lasers are flying and from it coming Ma- from.
0: Maybe who is the bad guy? Oh. Uh, Cobra twist. brings order. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's also, real twist.
0: being as this is the 80s, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, the Democrats are evil, the Republicans <laughs> are good.
3: But that's only Ronald a recent Reagan, thing, though.
0: Corolla.
1: They used to alternate back and forth blue states and red states based on the election only until like fairly recently when they decided to make Republicans always red and Democrats always blue and like turn
0: it into a thing that divides us, Chan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, I'm 100 percent I'm behind division. <laughs> oh, splitting people up. Divine conquer. <laughs>
1: Well, speaking of divide and conquering, so Alpine's shitty, shitty plan uh-huh. uh, completely fails as he falls off the mountain yep. onto a big thing of ice, and they're just left uh, an
3: ice slide. An ice slide, which mm-hmm. looked pretty fun. Like in a w- different situation, it. in a different situation, I would bring all the Joes there and be like, "All right, so this is what we found last time. Everyone down the slide
0: <laughs> this time without being shot at. Yeah, preferably.
1: It'd
3: be super fun.
0: Let's remember that military maneuvers generally, by and large, are pretty fun and basically like a theme
3: park. <laughs>
1: So kind sign of. up for the good army. Message. Uh, I I I would have enlisted. <laughs> if if if, yeah. if military life was like the GI Joe universe, I would be I would have enlisted in like out of the
0: third grade. I would have already gone in.
3: We can promise you one ice slide a month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would have been interesting to uh to track children who watched that show that then went to the army and see how, how many disappointed
3: of them they were <laughs> just, well,
0: they just had that image in the back of their head. Not like consciously. It's not consciously like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to fucking parachute out of planes when it gets shot down. <laughs> it's a rule. But like way, way back deep down uh, somewhere in there. There's just that memory of just like, yeah, military life must be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be like that. One guy's been like, I can yodel like a mofo.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get, get special treatment. Yeah. I'm going to get a parrot. And it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So we go back to the City of the Dead. Another rendezvous, if you will. And then a really inexplicable moment happens that I enjoyed very much. Uh-huh. Uh, Roadblock and, and and the crew make a really big deal about, this doesn't feel right. Let's make sure we keep an eye behind us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they immediately get taken from behind. Right. as their all of their troops are just being yoinked away. They
3: get scooby doo yeah. like nobody's business. <laughs> I'm
1: going to pull off the mask, and it turns out Tomax was Old Man Smithers from the Abandoned Mine. Yeah, he just says, Make sure we look behind us immediately. No one looks behind them. And none
3: of the guys that are being grabbed even try to yell out.
1: Nope. No. They know they're done. They're the red shirts of the G.I. Joe universe. Mm -hmm. If you're a Cobra soldier or if you're a green dude, like wearing the same outfit with the same, like, look, you are done.
3: That's one of my pet peeves about people who get scooby doo because... Even if you clap a hand over their mouth, I'm still... You can still scream. I don't know if you guys have ever tested this out, but you can still scream with a hand over your... Unless they also get your nose. I think that may be harder, but...
0: Hmm. I mean, these are giant uh, ceramic Mongolian (laughs) warriors.
1: They don't look like they have a soft touch to them, though. I mean, it's possible that just even touching you would knock you unconscious.
3: I wonder if like those the Mongolian warriors, like once their job is done, if they're like, all right, well, I got to do this and that before we go back to sleep. I told my girlfriend I'd call her next (laughs) time we woke up. so (laughs)
0: Uh,
3: I should really do laundry, too, since this was the only time in the next thousand years that we'll be awake. Well, and this is maybe part
1: of where I go back to if maybe if you bring more than nine dudes with you, this <laughs> isn't a problem because
3: they lose six of them like right there to those golems. But then we would lose track of who's who and I would forget names.
0: Already, I, I still can't. I, <laughs> get I, get I have no idea.
3: I, oh, I yeah. I have no about. idea.
1: I don't even know how that's possible to have Gung Ho and Shipwreck confused for each other. Both Water based. Done. <laughs> Done. i'm sorry both have blue in their outfit yeah. and a hat mm-hmm. i don't know I, I, I don't get that one at all Chan. so they have a big plan oh my god these golems we got to get what's our big plan roadblock let's just run into this other room where the skeleton lightsaber battles happening <laughs> that's safer mm-hmm. and yeah of course you know skull demons
0: with uh-huh. lightsabers uh-huh. because fuck you that's why yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they're skeleton warriors or they're just reincarnated bowling pins. They are 100% reincarnated bowling pins because Roadblock.
1: Road black. Roadblock. I'm wow. racist. Wow. I'm racist, everybody. No, roadblock. <laughs> grabs a giant ball shoots it off of a pillar and then just inexplicably the strike sound happens as it takes them all out <laughs> yeah also good aim with that
3: makes sense to me i mean
0: i'm sure he's a fantastic he probably bowls but, turkeys all the time but
1: they're there they're there for the cube though and the crimson twins why are they like the zop wouldn't you just sit back for a second and be like well maybe the zombies will do our jobs for us why are you
0: immediately trying to kill the zombies who are trying to do your job for you
1: I mean,
3: you got to take care of one threat before you can move on to another.
0: Yeah, I mean, the con- the control cube is going to cause uh, some serious damage soon. Yeah, But those are skeleton zombies with laser swords.
3: Yeah. I don't know. If
1: I, when I worked in an office, if I would have gone into work and there's a skeleton zombie with a laser uh, working on my TPS reports for me,
3: I'm not going to shoot him. I'll be like, cool, I'm going to go take a break. But then you'd have to worry about him all day. Like at the vending machine, you'd be like, where is that? Where's that skeleton? Or like in the bathroom, if, especially if you have to like poop. You can't poop because you're going to be like, what if I sit down to poop? And then all of a sudden this
1: skeleton zombie, zombie comes, in, zombie comes and in and he needs to poop.
3: Well, now I can't relax. Now my my sphincter's never going to relax. <laughs> I can't relax trying to poop in public anyway. So, I mean, now I have
1: that added to it. <laughs> um, the twins, we get our uh, inclination here. The twins can feel what the other one feels. Uh-huh. And I'm not a twin. I don't, I don't think either of you are as well.
3: But it works. Is
1: that a thing? Is that yeah, real? That's totally. I, don't know. I get
0: headaches sometimes and I feel like, what if, what if like uh, my twin brothers out there, your blood- secret twin? Being yeah. stabbed in the face or something
1: <laughs> Because we all have twin, there are people in this world that look exactly like us. Maybe in other countries, other parts uh-huh. of the world, just because of the natural, random way genetics works. Mm-hmm. Each one of us probably has at least a dozen clones around the world. Mm-hmm. I know some of like artists are com- coming up with uh, uh, like art things of like m- finding these people and bringing them together and taking yeah. pictures of them, etc., uh-huh. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Is it possible that uh, whenever like one of us gets a headache, it's just one of our body doubles somewhere in the other world, like bang their
0: head or something? Probably. Is that possible? It's, it's probable. I think it's almost certainly the case. I have literally thought that ever since I started watching G.I. Joe back in the 80s.
1: <laughs> I just made a really good point. Uh-huh.
0: I yeah, just can't believe it. Uh, good job, me. That's,
3: that's probably a good, kind a good time to end all of this because we can never get higher than that.
0: You realize, of course, that you just repeated the thing that I
1: said. <laughs> yeah, but it sounded more authoritative when I said it, Chan. You got to understand how my brain works. I didn't process it until I said it out loud. You just,
3: uh-huh. you just, man, <laughs> talked over Chan.
1: I mansplained, Chan. You uh-huh. Mansplained, Chan. And you know what? I've never been prouder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last thought here is uh, uh, they talk about the, the ground shaking and the, the, the they, yeah. makes a reference about a fifteen dollar milkshake. I, th- I heard a fifty dollar milkshake.
0: Either way, this is still how does a that analogy work? Before a five dollar milkshake was a thing in uh-huh. Pulp Fiction, which means that like uh, in terms of uh, um, inflation, that's like a three hundred dollar milkshake. Mm-hmm. Where how is that even a thing? And would that be more shaken? Like,
1: that's what I don't understand. Like, do you just pay extra for them to shake it extra? Yeah,
3: you just want the the guy who's making it to be super tired by the end. That's, that's why you pay so much. <laughs> you <laughs> so basically... you
1: can enjoy the plebeian
0: work?
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Shaking the molecular bonds loose.
3: Uh-huh. And so that becomes uh-huh.
0: something like, I don't know, a ham and sandwich. I don't even understand.
1: And at this point, the cubes start activating everybody. Of course. The cubes start going up into the space and Zartan's like cheering and throwing switches and having like a heavy metal show up there. It's pretty fantastic, which brings us back to the final scene already, guys. Uh We go back to the uh, Antarctic. where Bazooka's hurt his leg. Uh An actual injury on G.I. Joe. These people defy physical possibilities all day, every day, and Bazooka actually sprains his ankle. Mm -hmm.
3: The magic is wearing off, that means. Uh Uh-oh. But here's my favorite part, is
1: after the initial thing where he drives the uh, Alpine uh, taxi service... His leg's fine, and it's never mentioned ever again <laughs> in the entirety of the Pyramid of Darkness. He
0: no sells the rest of the, the injury.
3: Yeah, the, he's like Wolverine. They're all like Wolverine. <laughs> They're all the ultimate warrior. They yeah. just no sell
1: <laughs> everything that's happening. Uh, at which point, Storm Shadow shows up.
3: Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: Just He was there the whole time, everybody. Yeah, because he's dressed in white. You can't see him. In the, Couldn't the see him. Yeah, racist. he just needs to
3: close his eyes, and then he's. Mm-hmm. Well, he could have gotten involved a little sooner than this is all I'm trying to say. I mean, say. he wanted to see which team he was going to join, I think, uh, is what...
1: He f- He's wearing a
0: Cobra symbol.
3: I mean, he was laying <laughs> back and was like, do I want to... Well, which do I... Hmm.
0: You don't know that he didn't also have a Joe symbol. It was that's
3: like, true. He just... <laughs> exactly. Cobra. Exactly.
0: I mean, if Zartan can just pull off faces,
1: I guess that's, that's entirely in the world of possibility.
3: Yep. So I will say that out of all the episodes so far, I had the highest hopes that this one would pass the Bechdel test because there were so many lady backup dancers. There were so many. And I thought at, surely at some point one of them might come in and say to Satin, like, hey, we're on in five. And Satin would say, sure. And then that would pass <laughs> the Bechdel test. It would test. do it. Right. Counts. But it didn't. Did
0: not. It, and the dancer was talking to the dude. She not, was talking
3: to the dude. Mm-hmm. Lady the the ladies in this episode were Lady J Satin and all the lady backup dancers mm-hmm. and they never spoke to each other. That's a goddamn shame. And it is. It is. I, I mean, was to hoping. be fair,
0: they were on stage, so it would have been weird.
3: Yeah. That's true. But but at some point they were in that weird line and, and all the Cobra guys were shoving through them backstage. Mm
1: -hmm. Is it possible that like one might have just like when they were shoving through one could have possibly turned to a different one and just been like, can you believe that?
3: Well I then mean, like, well then they would be talking about the the men ah, and then it, it still wouldn't have passed. Oh, but if true. one of them had been like, "Hey, how do you keep your shoes so shiny?" and she had been like, "Oh, I'll tell you when I, I'll tell you later." Like that would have passed.
0: We, if they sold GI Joe <laughs> shoe polish, that absolutely would have been a the thing uh, they uh, should have done. Uh, uh-huh.
1: To be fair, they could have included that scene in there, but then they would have cut down the satin song by about <laughs> 10 seconds That's true. from the 922 hours of length that it actually is. <laughs> Um, so the the show wraps up uh, uh, they're on the uh, ice flow and uh, they shoot the lasers and uh, they say don't worry the waves will get them and I'm like what waves are you talking about they're in the middle of a bunch of other ice cubes no waves but then thankfully (laughs) leopard seals come to bail out that terrible terrible uh, theory yeah the scariest thing in the world leopard seals Mm -hmm. seals which are also leopards
3: yeah yeah scary but cuddly
1: Mm-hmm. I think they're super cuddly yeah.
3: Even when they're barking yeah.
1: I'd be like I'd still try to Hey hug them. I've been on board care. With
3: all the animals That are supposed to be terrifying On this show <laughs> From day one I'm, I'm still I was bummed That the fatal fluffies Weren't in this
0: Are you hoping That the uh, leopard seals Will have cubs That will show up As oh, yeah. they're trying to devour The G.I. Joes And they'll
3: flop on their backs For a belly rub <laughs> Yeah,
0: uh, you know
1: what? I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. That does not happen in episode four. <laughs> no. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, but it does not. Why happen. Why
3: are we even watching this show? <laughs> what are we doing?
1: <laughs> um, well, excellent. Well, that's going to wrap it up right there. We're going to be back uh, soon enough with episode four of the Pyramid of Darkness.
3: This is the the last episode, right? Of this of this episode. Yeah, that's
1: the nope. last scene. That's uh, the last scene no, no, no. of the There's episode. Five. There's, oh, five parts. Part There's five, five. parts. Yeah, yeah. Part five. We gotta wrap this up, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't... I see. It's five days in the week, so we gotta have five episodes. Oh, I get it. I get gotta it. Gotta make it work. <laughs> if you just ended on a Thursday, everybody'd be all confused. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? <laughs> but uh, so anyway, that's the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um mm-hmm. gotta plug some of the stuff that we plug, right? So you mm-hmm.
0: can find me on Twitter.
1: I'm at Almighty Ray.
3: At nine
0: hundred ninety nine RPMs.
3: I'm at Gina
1: Ippy fantastic and you can check us out online of course you can go to knowing is half the dot com or facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast to check out all the neat stuff that we've been posting and links to the episodes and everything else that you'd want to see uh Ooh. as far as other stuff to plug you can always check out my sports talk comedy show and that's uh the raisin brent show and that's uh ray brent podcast.com search for us on itunes or stitcher radio
0: the science jerks is another wonderful podcast.
1: you do the science jerks uh-huh. chan uh-huh. oh what a coincidence weird yeah. So conflict, you should, you should listen to that interest. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, everybody! So, uh, so is there going to be a crossover episode where you talk about the physics of GI Joe in a Science Jerks episode? Oh, you mean I good idea. Have either interview
0: people on. Uh, my, oh my no, much that's, better podcast. No, absolutely no, not. absolutely. That is. I've
3: not already happening. been on no. it.
1: That's true. I knew that, and
3: I won the science quiz. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm
1: quite frankly too dumb <laughs> to do anything other than just drool while you guys talk about science. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh I'm going to end this on a somber note. I like that. It's nice. <laughs> Guys, just let's just reflect for a sec over what's just happened. Good night, everybody.) <laughs>